are you happy that today is Father's Day? Yeah. I just want to ask. Me and Pastor talking, and it's a lot that goes into it. You don't actually know until you become one or sign up. It's true. Growing up as a young man, so many people show a God they love. But when you become a father, it's not. I know that may be something that many may not want to hear, but it's the truth. When you think of a father, you think of money. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this this morning. It's like being a man. No money, no honey. <laughs> Same way with a daddy. The last time most children call their daddy, their daddy tell you what they, in their mind what you want. You're not calling me to see how I'm doing. I'm here with your mama. You call your mother. Hey mama, hey this. But when it comes to daddy, these are the things that we never talk about, that we experience, that we take in on the inside, and that we continue to roll on with. Because as if he's never appreciated, unless he's given. How do we stop this? Who teaches a child about their father? We look at our society, we, we see what's going on. Young men out of control. Well, where's the father? Why isn't he there? What if he wants to be there? What are the obstacles that he is facing that nobody wants to address? The reason why he can't be in the home, the reason why he can't be around the child. What are those reasons where these good men who choose to want to do this but fight an uphill battle just to be a man, just to be a father? You can't say you ain't heard of people say, he ain't, your dad ain't no good. Your dad ain't nothing. How can you raise a child and tell a boy and tell him his dad ain't nothing? How is he expected to be something? How can someone instill something into a person when they're tearing down the one who he's made from? I like to keep it real. But I came to encourage fathers today. As well as mothers and daughters and sisters aunties and grandmothers for it's truly correct the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world how you rock it makes all the difference I once told a young lady I was counseling to be careful because she'll never understand what it's like until it happens to her son you won't know. If you mistreat his dad, you won't know what it's like to feel until someone mistreats your son. 
But that never comes across, never came across our mind. Because just as so as you can say it, somebody say it by choice. And even go further than you. Try to take him for everything. Try to make him to be out everything, the worst of the worst. But a mother said, that's my child. Just like with everyone else, he's somebody's child. But don't get the same. When I talk about agape love, no matter how bad a child acts up, cut up, the mother will say, that's my baby. But if her husband does the same thing, oh, Lord, help him. Something's wrong with this picture. He won't get the same. Man never gets the same treatment as anyone else. Once he becomes grown, he's expected to know it all, to do it all, to have all the answers. No matter what, it stops with him. As with the divine order, it's God, man, woman, children. We don't want to say we get mad at God, but we do because we believe God's supposed to be able to work out and fix that even when we done messed up. And the next person in line to do that is the man. When the man don't show up, then the woman is expected. I'm not going to hold you long. I just wanted to share that with you. Because if we are to save this generation, better examples have to be set. And it starts at home. It starts with the Lord and it comes on down. Today we will deal with a good father. A good father. Let us pray. Dear gracious God, we come in the name of Jesus to give praise and thanks for your many blessings. Asking you to bless this word right now. Bless those that have an appetite, Lord, to receive it, Lord, to take it in. Bless them to use it for application. Bless those that are tuned in, Father. Help me, Father, to decrease and thou increase. Bless my pastor continually, Lord, and his family, Lord. Help me, Lord God, to be the man that you call me to be, the father, the son, the brother, the cousin, the, the nephew. Whatever my role is to be as a man in this world, bless me and equip me. But not only me, Lord, those that are in the sound of my voice and other men that are here, and those who would become men in their lives as they continue to grow. Put that hedge of protection around us, shielding us, guiding us, and directing us, Father. Lord, bless us, Lord, with wives and with, with females, Lord, that will encourage us, Lord, that will pray for us, Lord, that will also tell us, Lord, when we are wrong, Lord, and give us, Lord, the insight to turn unto thee, Father. Not to make us do right, but, Lord, simply to tell us, Lord, what is right. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and give thanks. Amen. A good father. It has often been said that children grow up with a desire to either be like their father or nothing like their father. What comes to mind when you think of the word father? A fatherhood. What comes to your mind? 
The answer will vary. Some people will give glory, tear-filled tributes about their father. And others will have very little to say about their father. What you say about your father, whether your answer is positive or negative, one thing is clear. Fathers have a tremendous impact on their children. So today I ask, what kind of father are you? What kind of father? Songwriter wrote the song, says, I don't feel no ways tired. Being a father, you can't be tired. You don't get tired. You shouldn't. The song said, nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave. In becoming a man, and especially a father, the road that we travel is not an easy road. It's possible. It's conquerable with the Lord. But there are some things in being a father we have to understand as men. In spite of the circumstances around us, we must press on. We must continue to give to our children unconditionally, as well as treat our children's mother the best that we can. With so much at stake, how can one ensure that he becomes a good father? Well, thank God for his written word. For the Bible says a lot on the matter. For God calls himself father. And many of our best lessons are discovered by observing how he interacts with his children throughout scripture. I want to invite you to the book of Hebrews. Chapter one, verses one and two. We will deal with in the first part, God, the great communicator. Hebrews one, one and two reads. God, who had sun-dried times and in divers' manner spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. God has been speaking to fathers for years. Whether fathers have been listening is the problem. Oftentimes when we become a man, we think we know it all. We don't need to hear nothing else. But there is someone who knows more than us, who's smarter than us, who's greater than us. His name is God. However, I went back and I noticed the first thing I noticed in the scripture is that God is a communicator. The Genesis account of creation reveals him speaking the universe into existence. And then his conversations with mankind, starting with Adam and his descendants. God continued to speak with mankind through angels, through dreams, through prophets, and finally through his son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and the Holy Spirit. 
There is no need for any man to go astray or any father to go astray as long as he put his trust and his hope in God. Being a communicator can be difficult for most men. The pressures of work and various responsibilities often leave us men drained. By the time we get home, we don't want to talk. We may say little to our wives and even less to our children. We just want to find a quiet place to unwind. While this is understandable, we should not stay silent too long. For our children need our input as well as our wives. This is all part of being a father. In fatherhood, we are to set an example, not only to you, but showing you how we are to we treat your mother, how we respond. A father's words are powerful and can often define the course of a child's entire life. What are you speaking? What are you saying to your children? Or are you saying anything at all? A father's words. I pray that your words, if they are being denied, if they are not being heard, that God will allow them to be received. A lack of words can leave a child lost and without direction. As we look at our society today, many children are lost and without directions. One reason is because of a lack of father. We as fathers must make sure that we do not give our best words to our employers, our friends, and leave our wives and children with the leftovers or the crumbs of our words, our conversation. Did you hear that? We must not give our best words, our best conversations to those whom we work with, to those who we call friends. Our best must go to our children and our wives. It's our family that our best go to. We often get home, we don't have nothing to say because we don't say it the whole day. This is a problem. Who are you talking to? Your best conversations always should be at home. Always at home. I, I want to drive this home because this becomes us father's problem. The crumbs, the leftovers. Your family should never get your crumbs of leftovers. They should always get you. Question, what is the last thing you said to your children? What is, was it a command, an expression of disapproval, or a proclamation of your love and admiration for them? It's hard. Those fathers are trying to grapple. Man, hold on. What, what did I say? We're oftentimes stuck in a disciplinary role. Yeah. Yeah. We're often showing tough love 24 7. Yeah that we forget to just show love. We don't often want to seem weak before our children. But we want to stand our ground and stand on the line and say, this is how it's supposed to be. The only one who ever shows most of the time compassion and love and sympathy is the mother. 
us fathers have taken on the role of I'll be the bad guy. Mothers have accepted that role of father being the bad guy. But if you was raised by a single parent mother, then you realize that she the bad guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, somebody. A single parent, strong mama don't play. You confused. People talk about their dad. Your dad and my mom don't call her. <laughs> mama cut what? Oh, y'all ain't never had that. Where the, where the principal tell your mama, ma'am, you can't whip him up here. You got you, you can't do that. You can't back. You ain't never had a mama come up and say, I worked too hard. Yeah. Got me getting off my job. Yeah. My, my mom, look, I want you to know, my, my mama talked bad about my daddy. She, she, just, she just did what she had to do. But if she came up there, it was a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was the kind of guy, whoop me, I take all the pallets. Yeah. Don't call her. I, I knew how hard she worked. I knew she got up at five o'clock in the morning and, and went to work. And, and she always told me she ain't got time to be taken off the job to come up here for me because I'm supposed to know how to act. I, what? Bring it in. Okay, okay. What if the words that you spoke were the last word they ever heard you speak, Father. What I think. My prayer is that you pray that God gives you the wisdom to know which words your children need to hear from you. Not only that, the courage to speak them. Oh, that's deep there now. When it comes to you children, we often sometimes lack the courage to speak those loving words. Being a father. Mama always have to step in. Your dad loves you. Your dad cares for you. If you're in that kind of household, there are households that we are raised in that hear the opposite. Your dad don't care about you. Your dad don't love you. Your dad ain't studying you. Your dad done moved, done, is unresolved issues. These are the issues that fathers also deal with. Sometimes things don't work out and we, we move on. We serve, But that doesn't mean that a father does not love their children. But oftentimes the children don't know that because they only hear it from one way. There are two sides to a coin. It's the same coin, but it's two sides. Mom and dad is the same coin, but there's two sides. There are two sides to a story. And so the best thing that I always tell the people that I counsel, let them grow up. Let them experience for themselves. Make the other parent available. Children are not dumb. And moving on, the next thing, I'm going to invite you to the book of Luke. 11 and 13, I want you to deal with God as a provider. 
He's a communicator. And so men, fathers, supposed to be communicators. And I want to re reiterate, don't give your best conversations to your friends, but you should give it at home. Now we're going to deal with the great provider. I got one verse, Luke 11 and 13. And it reads, ye men, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? There are a few responsibilities to fatherhood that are universally accepted, and one of them is being a provider. Many fathers have centered their lives on fulfilling this one principle above everything else. If you had a working father, that rascal worked. Sun up, sun down. Last one to get in the bed, first one to get up in the morning. He always working. If he didn't show you nothing, he showed you how to work. He showed you if you was a young lady, this is the kind of man you should look for. One that's going to work, one that's going to provide, one that's going to take care of his home. When, in, when considering the role God, our Heavenly Father, has taken with mankind from the beginning, we can see how provisions and fatherhood are closely related. God is the ultimate provider. Through creation, he created an environment for his children to live in. He made a place of safety and provided for them. Earthly fathers, too, are responsible for creating an environment that is right for Christian growth. Hello, somebody. Fathers that are listening, it's important that you know Jesus Christ and that you know him for yourself. It's important that you create an environment that is Christian ready for your children. Because when we are no longer here of Christ, Jesus will take it on. He's the one that's carrying us. He's the one that's leading us. He is the one when we talk about the footprints in the sand. Many fathers understand the importance of providing for their children and ensuring that their children have what they need. While working long hours tirelessly to put a roof over their heads, food on the table is commendable. It is not the most important thing. For Luke 11 and 13, let us know what is the most important thing that a father could give to his children. It reveals the most important provision that is often look, overlooked in our children's lives. What is it? Himself. Yeah. If you look at verse 12 or the other verse, it starts off by talking about the regular provisions that are common. However, by the end of the 12th verse, we get God's ultimate provisions, which is himself. God gives us him. Yeah. God always have time for his children. Here we go. What about you, Father? Do you always have time for your children? Is there a certain part of your day? Have you sketched out where they have the time for you? You have time for them? No matter how much work you do, no matter how hard you work, there's always supposed to be time for yours. 
A father does not only provide for his children's physical needs, but also emotional and spiritual needs. This is where we have a problem at. When it comes to providing for our children emotional and spiritual needs, it's hard for us to do it because sometimes, or majority of the time, we can't give what we don't have. We can't teach what we don't know. The problem is not knowing, it's whether or not you're going to find out. Most fathers don't want to find out. Man, I work too hard. They better get over it. Your child needs you in more ways than you may know, but what are you willing to give up to help them? See, when I think about God, he know we needed him more than, than, than we ever could even imagine. We was in a position where we couldn't help ourselves, so he had to help us. So as fathers, we are in the same state I, I, I want to draw the parallel line because when we get over this, when we get to the end, you need to be able to realize that as God has shown us, so must we show us, show our own. Spiritual, well, how well do you know God? How can you teach them or even introduce them you don't have to know it all. You just got to be comfortable enough to share with your child. How many fathers talk about God to their children? We'll talk about everything else. Money, women, girls, sex, drugs, alcohol. Look, we'll deal with all the world and natural things, but when it comes to spiritual things, I want you to know emotional things are spiritual things. It's something that's taking place on the inside and you don't know until it busts on the outside. But if you've been one of those fathers that has suppressed your own emotions, your own feelings, then how can you help your child? The truth of the matter is you cannot. He cannot. We fathers must not allow ourselves to be consumed with just being a good provider that we forget to give what is most important to our children, us, us, our children, as well as our wife. We must be willing to give of ourselves, not just things. If you notice, many Rich kids are going through because all their parents that give them are things. Yeah. How is it that you can be rich but yet suicidal? Us poor folks. <laughs> Hello in here, if you're poor, I'm here, I'm one. Us poor folks think about having stuff, but what about those who have all this stuff? but don't have nothing to do with their time. How can you have so much money and so much everything that you spend your day getting high and getting drunk? Whereas there's, those, are old, those, of, those of us who are out here working hard to try to get something, well, it's what's been given to them or what haven't been given to them. 
You can give your children the world, but if you don't give them you, if you don't give them God, then they don't have nothing. Remember the word of God said, what profit a man to gain the whole world? But understand, many children have gained the whole world through their parents, but have lost their soul. They don't know how to live. They don't know how to act. Something is missing. Last but least, but not least, Genesis 2, 15 through 7. God does one of the greatest things, and this is what us men must do and continue to do. We're going to talk about setting boundaries. But in Genesis 2 and 15, you find these words. Fifteen, two, fifteen through 17. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Fathers, have we set boundaries for our children? Setting boundaries is a must for every father. It's like installing a baby gate at the top of the stairway or putting a fence in the backyard for protection. How are you protecting your children. The child may think that it is there to keep him or her from having fun. That's always the case. You know you grew up, but you don't want me to have no fun. You don't want me to do nothing. Oh, I'm doing it because I love you. See, this part touches my heart. Because the things that we do to try to protect those that we love often goes misunderstood. Because I say what I mean and mean what I say, I'm not a good father. Because I don't let you have your way. But I've come to learn that that's not what a father does. A good father sees beyond. Can see ahead. For those who are fathers, we, we done been there, done it and did it. And we know. And our goal is sometimes to try to keep you from experiencing the same things we experience. If you would only listen to me. You don't have to go through this. When I look at the word of God, he's regular speaking to us. You don't have to experience this. You don't have to have these heartaches and pains. You don't have to have these fair relationships if you listen to me. You don't have to be broke. But I say it's okay because one day he or she will understand. One day, 
We as fathers must overcome the feelings of guilt for doing what is right. Don't think we don't feel bad about it. Don't think we don't get sad about it. We are said no and we have to deal with your mother. She's looking at us. Oftentimes we have to turn our face to the wall to keep from looking at your mother. Oh, y'all don't understand. We, 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 we do. And to, to even tell the mother, see, I guess we the most cruelest know. No. Know that God gave, loved Adam and gave him everything that he could ever need. He gave him a wonderful environment, a good job, good food, safety. He even gave him an intimate father-son relationship. Oh, yes, he came down to visit with him all the time. He talked. Well, he communed with Adam all the time. And of course, he gave him Eve. God lavished Adam with every good thing, including balance. I look, God separated the light from the darkness and established the laws of nature. I looked again. He told Adam what trees he could eat from. And one Pacific tree he should not eat from. This boundary was designed to protect Adam. But Adam chose to cross it. Crossing boundaries bring about consequences. And Adam lost the comfort of his life in the garden. Fathers, we have established the garden for our children. Let us stay on them so that they don't lose their life in the garden that God has provided for us to give them. As a result, Adam was forced to spend the rest of his days working the land for food. Our children, if you only listen, you won't have to work as hard for the food, for your nourishment, for your encouragement, for your appreciation. Through his sin, pain, and death in the world, we too as fathers must learn to live within God's boundaries. And I encourage our children to do likewise. Because when we do, we become very equipped to guide our children by being examples for them. This is the word of God for the people of God. It's important as I go back and I'm closing. Number one, that we be communicating. Just as our Heavenly Father, let us be great communicators to our children. Honest communicators. Loving and passionate communicators. Not only that, 
Let us be a great provider for our children like our father provided for us. Let us give them the best, but let us give them us. Give yourself while you can. For there will come a day where you won't be able to give yourself to your children. Let them have memories of my father. My father. Ain't nothing more great or precious to hear a child say, my father, my dad. I've heard women say, talk about it at, at a funeral, but when a son get up, they say, my dad, This was my day. This what that I could call on. This is the one that no matter what time of day, he was coming. He was going to be there. My daddy, rain, sleet, or snow, he's showing up. He's going to try to fix it. He'll sit there with you. He'll cry with you. Hold your hand. He'll tell you it's going to be all right. It's the dad that I'm talking about. I don't know how many people here have a daddy like this or had a daddy like this. This is what we need for today. Men who are willing to lay it all on the line for the children, for the wives to be that example in the community. The daddy that set boundaries. If you notice when Adam got into trouble, God didn't lose his mind. He stayed to his word, but yet and still he loved him enough to bring him in. He loved him enough to clothe him. He loved him enough to keep him close to him. God never stopped communing, never stopped giving, never stopped loving. In spite of our shortcomings, he is still God to us. He still loves and cares for us. This is what makes a good father. One who don't give up. One who don't throw in the towel. One who at the end is still there. If nobody else stands up, your daddy will stand up. Nobody else cheers, your daddy will cheer. Nobody else will tell you the truth. Daddy, a real daddy will tell you. And it's not because he disappoints. He expects better. Our expectations are way out there at times. That's because we expect you to be better than us. We don't want you to live like we live. We want you to live better than you. Oh, I'm finna sit down, but I'll let you know I can't wait till my children get grown. I tell them, I wait today for my oldest son to get his own place so I can come. Leave the milk out.
<laughs> Lead the toilet seat up. Don't lock the door. Hey, I'm praying to be able to do that. Not for just one, but we all know. Put my plate up under that cap. Stick stuff down. Look, I, 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 look it's, it's, it's a joy, man, Father. I, I, I can't wait to let them know. Supposed to be somewhere when they come to pick me up, I ain't there. Yeah, well, I can put it up. Oh, there are great things I'm looking forward to. I just want to let you know that this ain't a sad occasion. This is a happy occasion. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on now. We want to open up the door.